it couldn't be further from the truth that the mom role is the same as the stepmom role. And there's all kinds of heartache and all kinds of heartbreak that comes with that. But I also feel like that also creates a really big identification of the fact that we are not the mom and all of the feelings that come along with not being the mom. Where would you take your life if you knew you could not fail? I get it. As a stepmom, mom, and entrepreneur, sometimes it can feel like what everyone else expects of you versus what you dream about for yourself are on opposite ends of the spectrum. As a woman, you're taught from a very young age what society thinks you're worth based on how you look, how you behave, and how much money you're allowed to bring in. But I'm here to show you that you can be the woman who has it all and not just on the outside. I'm Brittany Lynch, and you are the queen of your castle. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the queen of your castle podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Lynch, and I'm very excited to have a return guest on the show today. Uh, You know, on the show before, one of our most downloaded episodes has been with this wonderful guest where she talked about overcoming her second wife insecurities. If you haven't listened to that episode, please go ahead and listen to it. Everyone loved it. Um, I guess I guess I could tell you who the guest is. Kristen Skiles of stepmomming.com is back with us to share her experience. And I guess I started going down the rabbit hole because you know, as many similarities as as Kristen and I have in our stepmom experience, we have so many differences as well. And I think that that's such a, a really beautiful and magical thing about having a really solid community of stepmoms around you is that you get to understand that the thoughts and feelings and experiences that you have as a stepmom are okay and shared by so many. But the lived experiences of where those feelings are coming from can be so, so different. So, you know, Kristen and I have talked before about how we have these feelings that we share, but the places that they came from have been different places. You know, if, if you're an audience member of mine or a client of mine, you know that I've struggled a lot with the relationship I had with my stepson. Kristen was kind enough to share the experience that she had with her husband's first wife we both had insecurities. They were just coming from different places in our step family relationship dynamics. So I'm really excited to have Kristen back on the show to share her experience with you today. Kristen, thanks for being here. Thank you so uh, much for having me. Really excited to be back. So the reason I um, had Kristen come back on the show today is because there is one topic that I avoid kind of like the plague, because if you know me, you know why I avoid the conversation about having more babies, adding babies to your family, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. However, there is still a really important conversation to be had around the experience of being a stepmom who is child free. And, you know, the reason I choose to use the terminology child free is because I think it was Stepmom Magazine wrote, had an article that was about, you know, the terminology of saying child free versus childless. And when you say childless, it's like you're lost, you're losing something, you are less of something because you don't have that child of, of 
that grew in your body of a biological child. Of course, we still have stepkids. But the way that this article was framed was so refreshing, especially when I read it back in the days before I had Rory, where I felt like I was missing something. I was, there was, I was childless. I had a loss in my life because I didn't have that biological child yet. So I really like the way that this article framed it up of being child free because, you know, there are two sides to every coin, of course. And so as, as, individualized as this process is and of all the reasons that people may be child free there are some of course good things about it and of and if it feels like that's a really big stretch for you right now that being child free is a really big stretch to being positive Kristen is going to have some really incredible things to say about that so Again, Kristen, that was a very long intro. <laughs> Thanks for waiting for me to blabber on. Um, for those listeners who have never heard of you before, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about you, where are you from, who's a part of your step family, and then we'll go into the nitty gritty. Okay, so I'm Kristen. I am from Texas. I'm married to Kevin, and he has an 11 year old daughter. We co-parent very well with his ex now. Things have not always been that great. Um, it's actually just sort of been a roller coaster. Things were very high conflict from the beginning. And then things had a super high peak. We were business partners and very good friends. They even lived with us for three months, she and her husband and their daughter. And then things are just good now. Like we just co-parent, we communicate well. So I'm happy for that. I grew up a child of divorce, so I kind of have that unique experience having had different stepmoms throughout my life and uh, try to combine it all to just be a place of support and comfort for stepmoms who feel alone or just don't know how to navigate this life, very similar to what you're doing. So really happy to be here. Mm-hmm. And back in the day before before Step Queen was a thing, Kristen was was one of the people that really was the only positive person out there sharing her experience. So um, I'm it's like it's it's like fangirling having her back on the show a second time because <laughs> because it really goes to show how possible. You know, I was in a really dark place back in those times, and and Kristen's material, Kristen's blog, Kristen's energy was really one of the very, very few things out there that was actually supportive, that was actually positive, that was very real, but also hopeful. And, and so I, I really appreciate, I really appreciate that. So thanks again for being here again, gushing. (laughs) gushing. (laughs) Thank you. It's important to me to keep that hopeful spin on it. You know, we, you and I have talked before about just how abysmal the divorce rate is for marriages like ours. And if we focus on that, if we focus on what's not going right, we're not going to make it. We're not going to be the percentage that survives that. So being able to refocus toward the things that are going well, the things that are in your, your control and the things that you can actually love about being a stepmom and being in a step family I'm really passionate about it for that reason. Mm-hmm. So important. I'm I'm actually just finishing up a series on this podcast about um, common beliefs that that stepmoms have that really hold them back from from having a happily ever after life. Right? Like, what are the things that are that are getting in the way? And underneath all of the themes of all of that is is really a focus on the things that we don't have. 
right? And yeah. and if we and it, it sounds, you know, it sounds way easier than it is, of course, to focus on the things that we do have and focus on the positive, right? And it's not all about that. It's it's it sounds easy in theory, but you and I both know that. It's a little bit different than that. But speaking of, you know, speaking of focusing on the things that we don't have, let's get into the let's get into the juice here. Let's get into this conversation about, like I said, child less child free. Um, this was something I struggled with for a very long time before before my husband and I had our own son. And even to this day, like with this has still been a big bone of contention of, you know, biological versus not versus but versus stepkids how that's mm -hmm. different and what the experience is like as a child-free stepmom so let's go back in time you know let's go back to when your stepdaughter came into your life kind of what your experience was like being the stepmom and whether you wanted children that grew in your own body versus whether you didn't kind of let us know you know where did what was what was your take what was your opinion where was your stance and where are you now in regards to that so i I've always wanted kids. I've always been great with kids. I worked in a preschool when I was in college. I tutored when I was out of college. Like I've just always loved kids, wanted to be a mom, but it was just sort of this in the future kind of thing. I had a rule that I was not dating single parents when I met Kevin, had a really bad experience in the past that I was just like, no, I'll have kids on my own, like not going to go down that path met the perfect man. He came with a wonderful little girl. And I thought, I thought step parenting was the same as parenting. I didn't understand the nuances between the two positions. And so I was like, okay, well, I mean, I know how to teach. I know how to tutor. I'm great with kids. Kids love me. I can do this. And through my all into being a stepmom, I think as so many of us do, and got really burned out and really burned really fast. I want to take a minute to like pull on this. And I think it was episode 58 that I did when I was talking about, you know, six reasons that your step family hasn't blended the way that you want it to blend. One of those reasons is because we have this assumption as stepmoms that we're supposed to be the mom, that because mm -hmm. we are women were supposed to be the mom that stepmom is synonymous with mom and it's not and I loved I loved love love the the metaphor the analogy that you used of how you know you cut the cut out the picture of of Kevin your your husband and your stepdaughter and you cut out the photo or the where the ex-wife used to sit and you paste yourself in there as if you thought that the right thing to do was just insert yourself in that spot, insert yourself right back in that position. And, and I think that that's a really common experience that a lot of us have, right? We think that when we meet our partners, we are supposed to fill that same place that their ex-partner filled. And it couldn't be further from the truth. You know, it couldn't be, it couldn't be further from the truth that the mom role is the same as the stepmom role. And there's all kinds of heartache and all kinds of heartbreak that comes with that. But I also feel like that also creates a really big identification of the fact that we are not the mom and all of the feelings that come along with not being the mom. Yeah, there's a lot of freedom in it. Once you can embrace that fact and really grasp it, I think it's kind of hard to grasp at first, but once you can understand what it means that 
stepmom is not mom. Stepmom can be what stepmom, what you want it to mean to yourself. There's so much freedom that comes with that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love that stepmom is not the same as mom, but it doesn't mean that stepmoms are less than or better than or worse than or anything than mom, right? It's just a different, a different position, right? It's not like moms are better than dads and dads aren't better than stepmoms and stepdads aren't better than bio moms. We're just all different roles. I know one of the things that you talk about a lot, um, Kristen, is specifically about defining the role that stepmoms have. Can you explain what that means to you and how you support your audience, your clients in figuring out what that means to them? Yeah, of course. So to me, defining my role is engaging in the ways that I want to, engaging in the ways that feel right, and the ways that I can give graciously to my stepdaughter and my husband, and then stepping back from the things that are draining me, the things that cause me more stress or maybe even resentment. I step away from those things so I can preserve my peace of mind and more importantly, preserve my relationship with my husband because he's the reason I'm a stepmom. If I give in ways that drain my energy or cause me to feel frustrated or angry or resentful or any other negative emotion, I'm not doing what I need to be doing, which is protecting my family and protecting my place in this family. So one of the ways that I show up and that I define my role, a key part of that is loving Kevin well. That's a main part of my role. Sometimes when we go to define our stepmom role, we think specifically our relationship with the kids but I have to have that as part of my definition because that's a a role that like my relationship with my stepdaughter is totally dependent on my marriage to my husband. Mm -hmm. So I have to have loving him well as part of that definition. And then for me, the ways that I wanna show up are probably different than the ways that a lot of other stepmoms wanna show up. I believe firmly that no two step families are alike. And so it's always just dependent on your strengths and your relationships and how well you've bonded. And I think that there is so much freedom in realizing you don't have to fit into this box. Yeah, I love it. I'm just taking it. I'm just taking a second <laughs> to process because it's so, I feel like one of your clients, like, this is so good. This is such good stuff. It's amazing. Um, the word that you keep saying that keeps popping up for me is freedom which is funny because Mm -hmm. freedom is my highest value. Freedom is the thing that I work from. Freedom is the thing that I base my life around is, is freedom. I don't do anything in my life that doesn't create freedom or isn't in some way intended to create more freedom in my life. And it's interesting to me, isn't it? That you define when you define something, it creates more freedom. When you create more structure, it creates more freedom where you think that it's boxing you in that you think that defining myself as a stepmom is going to box me in. It doesn't, right? If you think that defining and delineating and organizing are boxing, but they're not, they create so much freedom. And that is such a great place to be living from and working from is this place of freedom. Yeah. And if I can just deviate for like a second, you're talking about your highest value. Often, whenever we come into the stepmom role, the role that we think that we should fill is 
opposed to our values. And that's what creates a lot of that conflict within ourselves. So when you can create this role that is aligned with your values, it's a whole new world. I, I don't disagree. There's We do have a whole chapter in the stepmom story, actually, that is that is intended to help people pull out their values because you're so right. We don't, you know, we think we know what our values are. We say, you know, this doesn't align with my values, but how, how often or how common is it that people have actually ever sat down and sifted through and identified what those values are and realized, holy crap, I'm super out of alignment with my values. No wonder this feels so terrible. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we kind of went off on a tangent, but kind of not. I want to circle back to the point you made about freedom when you are a child-free stepmom. Can you talk more about what that means to you, having freedom, not being your stepdaughter's biological mom and being a child-free stepmom? How does that freedom show up in your life? How does that benefit your life? How does that enhance your life? The first sort of example that comes to mind is it's going to maybe sound funny, but I can step away from some of the more difficult or challenging or frustrating parts of raising a preteen. <laughs> she is getting moody and she's just navigating hormones the way that we all did as preteens. And I can step away from that as much as I want. There's a lot of freedom in that for me. Um, freedom with her means showing up in the ways that just click. If I were her mom and I were, I had that role where I needed to engage in a certain way so that I could be sure that she had the parental support she needed to grow up to be a successful adult, I would be more confined, I think, than the way that I can show up for her as a stepmom. I can help her with her math homework whenever I want to, if that feels good to me and I can give that way graciously. I can take her to the movies or take her to the pool and hang out with her in ways that feel good to me because I get to just sort of navigate it and create the agenda that I want that feels right for me, feels right for her and helps us get in a groove. I, I hope that answers your question. Yeah. It's it totally does. And something that's coming up for me is, is, you know, what a, what an amazing example that this gets to be raising a young woman. I feel like in our culture, it's expected that, you know, mothers are martyrs. And I feel like in our culture, it's expected that what you give, even when you have nothing left to give, if you're a mother, you help with math homework, even if you have nothing left to give as a mother, you have those hard conversations, you navigate those hormones, right? because you have to as the mother and a lot of a lot of moms women stepmoms period are not very good at identifying you know when I do need to step away and recharge and so with this freedom what's coming up for me is that not only are you protecting yourself and protecting your peace and protecting your relationship with your husband by only giving what you are able to give, you're also setting a really powerful example to a young woman who is learning how to be in the world. You're setting a really powerful example to a young woman who is say, who is learning that it's okay to say no. It's okay to step away. It's okay not to give more than you have to give because kids don't do what we say. Kids do what we do. And, and the relationship, at least 
in my interpretation that you two have is so close because you respect the fact that both of you can operate as individual people without it meaning anything about the other person. So what a really unique and really powerful and really impactful relationship and role that you get to have in parenting this young woman. Like how amazing is that? I, I love it. I absolutely love this role I've created and the bond that we've created. I think there's a lot of pressure to bond in a certain way and you have to reach this certain level of closeness with your stepchildren. And sure, I've reached that. I have a great relationship with my stepdaughter, but I think having those boundaries and making sure I do step away when I need to recharge. So for example, height of COVID last summer, I told Kevin, I can't be involved with schoolwork. If you make the decision that she'll be a virtual learner this year, that's, I, I fully support you in that decision, but I can't own the schoolwork. I can't be the teacher. And so I stepped away from that completely until I felt like I could re-engage. This summer I'm helping her get caught up on some schoolwork that she's just fallen a little bit behind. And I'm happy to engage in that way. I can give graciously. And it's important to me that I can differentiate in that way and be boundaried and just sort of unapologetic about it of I can't engage in that way. Because if I do, if I overextend, that makes me grumpy. Nobody wants to be around me. That spills over into my relationship with him. We're not happy. That spills over into my relationship with her with things that would have been happy and joyful before. So just recognizing that sort of trickle effect if I don't set my boundaries and enforce them it's it's not worth it and I feel like this is kind of the the antidote to this really 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 common I don't want to say complaint common confusion that stepmoms have where I hear it all the time. Like I do all of the parenting things without getting the same respect as a parent. I do all of the mom things without get, having the same rights as the mom. And it's, that's a, that is a, I'm not, I'm not invalidating that at all. That's a devastating place to be right. That's a devastating place to work from. But I love what you keep saying about giving graciously, because when we are acting in the form of the biological mother with the expectation that we get these things back, we're setting ourselves up for heartbreak. Right. So how did you get to a place where you felt comfortable setting these boundaries and saying no when you needed to say no and, and saying, because I feel I'm not even, I don't even need to feel there were many women inside of my group who were really struggling with virtual learning, but who were having a really hard time putting that boundary up to and saying to their spouses, I can't, right? There's a lot, there's a big fear there of saying, I can't help you with your child to our spouses, right? There's a lot of expectations wrapped up in that. I'm going to go ahead and make the assumption and say that getting to the place where you can tell your spouse, I'm not helping with virtual learning is a, an, an intermediate to advanced level of, st- of stepmomming because <laughs> had to go through some stuff to be able to feel safe enough to do that. So the inevitable next question is how did you become confident and safe, confident enough to feel safe in, in setting a really probably uncomfortable boundary? I think I hit stepmom rock bottom. I, 
I have never learned how to set boundaries. In fact, I remember talking to some of my stepmom friends early on and they would say set boundaries. And especially whenever Kevin's ex lived with us, they would say set boundaries, set boundaries. That's the only way you're going to be able to protect yourself. And I could look up the word boundaries in the dictionary, but I still didn't understand. What does that mean? Can you give me an example of a boundary? I was, I was a martyr, like through and through. I was completely burned out, trying to be everything to everyone in the step family, trying to live up to everyone's expectations. And I was failing every single day. I was failing myself. I was failing my partner. I was failing my stepdaughter. It was not a good situation. And I questioned if I could go on. I mean, we have been married less than a year and it was like, is this going to work? Are we going to work? Can I do this for the rest of my life? And so I, I buckled down. I learned what boundaries are and just baby steps forward. I started with smaller and easier ones and then worked my way up. And the more of those wins I got with that little boundary, and then I saw what a difference it made in my life. I could do another boundary and I could do another one and really get very protective of what I needed and what was going to protect my peace and then protect my relationships. And that was so rewarding. I could keep going. My partner is the most patient, understanding person on the planet and was with me from day one on that journey. Like I said earlier, I'm grumpy if I give when I don't have anything to give. So I think he enjoyed the payoff of that as well. Um, so it, I could not have done it without his support. That would have, I mean, I could have, it just would have been a much rockier path for us, but it has been, it has been a journey without a doubt. Uh, four years ago, I would not have been able to set the boundary of, I'm not going to do virtual learning. I would have sacrificed my job. I would have sacrificed my mental health to take on that role. Which that moms are doing every single day and have been doing throughout COVID and it's been exhausting and and we feel you stepmoms if this is resonating with you we feel you but there is hope there is hope can you give us like a little teeny tiny example of like a really super easy boundary that you kind of started off setting for someone who's like never set a boundary you know what there is an entire anatomy of a boundary there's a big thing we're not going to get into here about what boundaries actually are but what is it? Super accessible, super simple. I'm a shit boundary setter. I've never learned what they are. I don't know what the anatomy is. I'm going to practice this. What's something really easy? So I have a couple that come to mind and then I have one that I really want every time on the set. So I'm trying to figure out the easiest one, the easiest one. Let's pick one thing, just pick one thing that robs you of your peace. That might be pick up, drop off. That might be bedtime. That might be bath time. That might be um, picking up from school or doing homework. Pick the one thing that feels like it drains you. You are dreading it every single day and step away from it. Hey babe, I'm going to let you handle pickup today because I am going to focus on this and I'm so excited to see you when you get back. It can be that simple. Not I'm sorry. I love how don't you, say you're sorry. I'm so excited to see you when you get back. See how she swapped that out for an I'm sorry, where an I'm sorry would have gone. Okay. I want to draw attention to that. That's important. Yeah. Cause you're not sorry about it. It's, it's what's best for everyone. 
And I have been somebody who has apologized my entire life for things that are my fault, for things that aren't my fault, for things I'm not sorry for. And so learning how to make that shift was, it was difficult for me at first, but it's important. And you devalue your actual apologies when you apologize for things you're not sorry for. So I had to learn how to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But that, you know, the, the, the beautiful thing about all of this is that these are all skills. This isn't something that Kristen and I were born with is being good boundary setters. These were skills that we developed and the way that we developed them was by practicing. We weren't born with like perfect boundary setting, whatever. No. We, we practiced, we fell down, we failed, we effed it up. We tried again, we stood up and tried again. And now we can set really hard boundaries that make other stepmoms want to freak out you know the, the boundary the what's coming up for me right now is the boundaries post that I shared that got a lot of heat right a lot of um a lot of made a lot of people uncomfortable so if you don't know what I'm talking about I shared a boundaries post a few months ago that kind of went a little bit nuts and it, some of the boundaries examples that I gave made a lot of people really really uncomfortable and that's okay you know I wouldn't have been able to release that post unless I was good at boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm not making it personal or not making it about me or anything, but I am inviting you to, you know, read over some of those boundaries. And if they are making you uncomfortable, get curious about why, right? Not because it's right or wrong and not because boundaries are blankets and not because bound the same boundaries work for everybody else. But there are examples in there that probably will make people uncomfortable because they're hard to set because we worry about what's what it's going to do. We worry about if we set that, is my partner going to reject me? We worry about if I set that boundary, am I going to lose the love of the people that I care about? And really, that's where that fear, at least in my experience, that's where my fear of setting boundaries came from. Right. Like if I if I don't do this for them, then who am I? If I don't show up for them in this way then I'm not important to them, then I'm not needed, then they're going to leave me, right? So setting boundaries becomes easier, but there's a lot of stuff underneath. Of course, there always is, right? Always. There always is. So, you know, before the show, you had kind of let me in on a few tips that you had for child-free stepmoms to become okay with the fact that they were child-free stepmoms. Mm-hmm. Could you share those with us right now? I can. So we talked a lot about insecurities last time. And I think that there are insecurities or and or jealousy that often arises as you start navigating this childless, child-free stepmom role. So my number one tip is to build your self-esteem because I was, I was insecure to start with a little bit, but insecurities I didn't even know I was capable of like rose to the surface when I became a stepmom. So making sure you know without a doubt the value that you bring to the table and how incredible you are and just how special your place in this family is you need to know that without a doubt. And so getting really clear on all of those things and having that strong sense of self and self-confidence is going to be just a huge part of this foundation that you need to have. So then number two 
We've talked about it a little bit, but making sure you do define that unique role. What are the ways you want to engage? What are the things that are going to drain you? Figuring out where you want to show up and how you want to show up will be massive for you. Number three, focus on your relationship. I didn't do this. <laughs> I did not do it well enough. When my stepdaughter was with us, I was on for her and I was almost off for my partner. I wanted to give her everything and focus all of my attention on her and my relationship suffered and I wasn't giving her the example of a successful relationship, a healthy relationship that she needed. So definitely make sure you are not prioritizing anything over that. And like I had already said earlier, I think it bears repeating that's a relationship that is dependent on your relationship surviving. So prioritize that. It's the most important of everything else. And then my fourth tip, do more of what makes you, you. Don't let stepmom become all that you are. Stepmoming needs to be what you do. It can become part of your role, part of your identity, but don't let that take over. If you enjoy playing tennis, make sure you're still playing tennis. If you want to go out for um, a girl's night, make sure you're doing that. Don't let those things slip by because it can be so easy to fall into an identity crisis because you've recognized that stepmom has become all that you are. Mm. Those are my big four. So I love, I love them all. And I specifically, I'm going to talk about, you know, do of do more of what makes you, you, um, the identity crisis part, you know, in the stepmom story, we do so much identity work. Um, and right now, as this episode is being released, we are also running the blended family blueprint. And part of the blended family blueprint comes from the fact that when we become stepmoms and we lose ourselves in this role and we get like tunnel vision and all we can focus on is what is wrong, what's going wrong, what is not happening for me, what is not working out for me. And we get really good at identifying what we don't want to happen in our lives. We know as stepmoms, I don't want this. I don't want my life to look like this. I don't want my relationships to look like this. Da, 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 da. But we lose sight of what we do want. We lose sight of who we are. We lose sight of what makes us us. And so in the blended family blueprint, that's what we're doing is re-identifying and re-pulling out those things that do make you you beyond this one piece of your identity, which is stepmom. And it's an important piece. And it's probably the most challenging role you will ever take on. It's probably the most challenging part of your identity that you will ever have in your life because it pushes you to grow into places that no other relationship, no other role would ever make you have to. You know, I firmly, firmly believe that there is no other role experience in your life than being a stepmom that has the opportunity to be so healing because it shines a spotlight on every single insecurity, every single old wound, every single old trauma, everything that we have stuffed away for our whole entire lives and didn't want to deal with surfaces when we become stepmoms. And it can either be the most freeing, most healing, most liberating experience of our lives to be stepmoms, or it can crush us. And right now, isn't it amazing that we get to live in a time where that choice is just right here in front of us? 
clicking follow on an Instagram page, tuning into a podcast, reading a blog post. Isn't it amazing that we get to make that choice every single day? And just because we make one choice today doesn't mean we make the same choice tomorrow. There's so much freedom in this role when you learn to see the other side of the coin as well. So those four tips, again, I'm going to read them off because they're so effing good. One, build self-esteem. Two, define your unique role. Three, focus on your relationship. And four, do more of what makes you you. Kristen, you're a genius. This was amazing. (laughs) This is what I needed to hear all those years ago. And so this is me speaking to the stepmom who's in that same spot that I was in. Mm-hmm. And and on that note, I want to say, you know, come back and listen to this podcast episode in like three months or in six months and see what changes for you. Because something I've noticed is that we're only going to hear what we're ready to hear. We're only going to experience what we're ready to experience. And so there might be something in your step family that's like a big issue for you right now. And that's all that your kind of subconscious mind is filtering out and allowing you to hear. So come back and revisit this in a little while and see what's changed for you in your life and see what you get out of it next time. It won't be the same. I promise you that. Thank you so much, Kristen, for being here. Um, if our listeners want to connect with you, get to know you better, stalk you on social, how can they find you? Yeah, thank you. And thank you for having me. So you can find me at stepmomming.com, at stepmomming on Instagram or on Facebook. We've also got a private Facebook community called Stepmomming Ain't Easy. So you can always join us there as well. Thank you so much. We'll make sure to link those up in the show notes. And I'm sure we'll have Kristen back on the pod again in the future. Thank you so much for being here, Kristen. We really, really appreciate it. Thanks. Bye, y'all. I wanted to let you know about a special online mini training that I'm offering for free for a limited time. It's called Peace, Love, Stepmom. And not to toot my own horn, but beep, beep. It's pretty freaking awesome. Peace Love Stepmom will give you the exact steps to take in order to create more harmony in your stepfamily without feeling like you have to walk on eggshells or bite your tongue or ignore your own needs just to keep the peace. Because if you are listening to this, then chances are pretty good that you know there's a big difference between not fighting and actually feeling peaceful. To enroll in Peace Love Stepmom and get immediate access to this incredible online course, head to peacelovestepmom.com and sign up. It's totally free. You don't want to miss it. So go to peacelovestepmom.com to enroll and get immediate access. I hope this episode got your wheels turning and showed you just how powerful you are. I would invite you to take 30 seconds and tap subscribe to this podcast. When you subscribe to the podcast, then rest assured you will never miss an episode. And in no time, spinning your wheels will be a thing of the past. Thank you for listening and subscribing. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the absolute world to me if after you subscribed, You jumped on over and left me a five-star review and better yet, a written review. I am on a mission to let every mom and stepmom know that you can create the life of your dreams. And I need your help to change the world. The world needs us. 
Thank you so much for subscribing and leaving me a five-star review. I will see you next week. For more behind the scenes action and to get really up close and personal with me and our beautiful step family, jump on over to Instagram and follow me at the step queen. Don't be shy. Send me a DM. Tag me in your posts. Tag me in your stories. Let me know what you're up to and what about the podcast has been blowing your mind. I cannot wait to get to know you better. And Instagram is my jam. I love you so much. I love you so much. Make it rain, girlfriend.